0: you're listening to the you don't know me yet podcast network
1: hey you are tuned into two gyms and a mic with hosts Tanisha the Diva Mahomes and Linda L.D. Dorsey just know if we're talking about it you need to hear about it unwind and enjoy Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Two Gems and a Mike. I'm your girl, LD, along with my girl, Tanisha, the Diva Mahomes.
2: Hey, what's up, Lynn? What's up, Nisha? Oh, it's, um, hey, I'm, I'm
1: just, uh, go ahead.
2: Go ahead. No, 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 except out. I'm so excited about the show and the guests we got today. I, I didn't jump the gun. Go ahead, though. No.
1: no, you're okay. That's what I'm talking about. We're going to jump right into it. We're going to bring our guests in. Let's go ahead and introduce them, bring them in.
2: Well, today, guys, we have a special guest. It is none other than my brother, Patrick Mahomes Sr., I guess you guys like to call him. I call him Big Pat. Welcome to the show, Patrick.
0: Hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. How y'all doing now? Um, you know, I'm trying to wrap myself uh, around the name of this show. I, I see the microphone, but where are the two gems at?
1: <laughs> You're looking at them.
0: Oh, oh, Wait. okay, okay.
2: Oh, damn, makes man, sense. Man, I, dude, I was about to show you some love on this mic, but hey, I got this bomb brother I got over here. I like to call Big Pat, and he done made it to the show. But no, seriously, man. Uh, thank you for taking a minute before you head out and everything, um, for the Super Bowl. But let me, let me, let me, guys, let me give you guys some background on who this guy really is. Um, Patrick Mahomes is a former Major League Baseball player who played from 1992 to 2003 um, for many teams. I'll let Patrick get off into the mountain teams. I mean, all the ones that were amazing for me were the Minnesota twins and obviously being a part of the subway series when he was with the jets. I mean, with the Mets, excuse me, New York. Mets. So, <laughs> um, but uh, I, I want to guy. I want to tell you guys. This guy is hands down my favorite athlete that's ever been born. I'm talking about well-rounded athlete. I truly believe that he could have played pro basketball, pro football, or pro baseball. Baseball was blessed enough to get him, um, and uh, we're happy to have him here today. Well,
0: damn, you know how to make a person feel welcome. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> man, it, it's. It's crazy. You know, it's uh, been a long time. Yeah. But, you know, played 12 seasons in the, in the big leagues. Um, uh, Started with the twins got drafted out of high school when I was 17 years old and went to um, a place called Elizabeth in Tennessee. Didn't have the, uh, the best first game, first game ever pitched in pro ball. I think I got one out. I gave up nine earned runs. Um, crying off the mound when I walked back, called my dad from a payphone and uh, told him that I was coming home. Damn. I remember reading uh, the newspaper the next day and vividly remember my ERA, ERA being 281. So, um uh, started off there. I made it to the show, got to play for a while. Um, like I said, 12 seasons, um, last year in the big league was uh, 2004 with the pirates and, uh, Hey, been Doing what I do ever since.
1: Oh, that's great. I mean, I was able to watch you play while you were in. I remember you coming to that's how I met you when y'all were playing the Orioles. You were playing with the Texas Rangers at the time, pitching for them. And uh you came over to the house and you never left. And we had a great time. I said, Hey.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, uh, evidently you must have catered or something because I know you can't cook, so but uh that would have been the reason why I didn't leave. But uh, yeah, I, I remember coming to Baltimore, you know, I used to always do the morals bad. So, you know, yep. I remember, uh, I think it was uh, Father's Day. Uh, it was Father's Day and I pitched that game and then I came over afterwards and uh, we sat over the house, you know, played some dominoes, drank some beer, you know, <laughs> do the things that we do and had some fun. Yep,
1: oh, yeah, we had a great time. And I mean, since then, so, you know, let's, I know everybody's been hitting you this week. So again, we appreciate the time, but we're going to jump in. So we know what happened on, on, on Sunday. Uh, you know, after Sunday, somebody put a microphone in your face, right? <laughs> and- <laughs>
2: ah, yes. That's my brother. <laughs> well, <laughs> Lord. Uh,
0: well uh, uh, what I'm going to say about that is, is that, um, I, uh, called Patrick early in the, in the, in the week. And I told him I was going to bring some cigars there. And if they won that, uh, I was going to give him one. So he could smoke it on the stage up there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because of, you know, some of the stuff that has been said this week, you know, that, some of the bragging and stuff they did. And I know Patrick's not going to say anything back. So I was just trying to give him some to give him the little upper hand, you know, and, uh, you know, of course he, 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 he denied the cigar, you know, he, you know, that's just not what he does. You know, what you got from him is about as much as you're going to get from him. And, uh, I guess the, the game it went pretty good and, uh, had a few alcoholic beverages and, uh, <laughs> next thing you know, I was smoking on a Joe burrow. So, uh, guy, guy, you know, you know how the microphone finds you in, in inopportune times. And, uh, I just had a little fun with it. Uh, don't really remember all of it but uh yes I, uh, I've seen it several times now and and uh, and uh it, it was pretty uh crazy
1: yeah it was it was fun a lot of people went viral you got some mixes out there or whatever we were able to get this piece of art from uh is it, you can find him on Instagram it's at the uh, rich art he shared that and said absolutely please share on the podcast so we appreciate him sharing. I like the picture so we figured we would share that but um you know, let's 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 briefly talk about last week, the game that got them there, right? That got them to the Super Bowl. Then let's talk about what it's going to take going forward. We can talk about both. Let's start with the the 49ers Philly game, really. I mean, to me, I thought it was unfortunate that all those folks got hurt. We really didn't see what San Francisco could do with a full squad and all that. I still would have picked Philly. But what, what's your thoughts on that, Pat?
0: Well, I had the Forty ers going in that game. Uh, I thought they, you know, they had a, a more all around team. I thought their weapons were a little bit more explosive. Not saying Philadelphia doesn't have weapons. Uh, they definitely got some players. They got that boy. You know, they got A.J. I mean, A.J. Yeah, the receiver A.J. A.J. Brown.
1: Smith. Yeah,
0: A.J. Brown. Yeah. They got um the two Smith. running backs, the two running backs. They got Devontae Smith and they got a good tight end. So. And of course, Jalen, you know, I've watched him for years, you know, him being a Texas boy, you know, I've seen him in high school. I've seen him in college and, uh, you know, and, and the improvements he's made this year. So I knew they had a good squad. I just thought that, you know, San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan calling the plays and with Debo Samuels and, you know, C, uh, C-Mac and 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 um, a couple of the other guys that they got on their team, Iuke. And all them, I just thought they had a little bit more firepower and uh they would uh, their defense is, is was pretty strong, even though, you know, we destroyed them early in the year, but they've gotten better ever since. So I just kinda felt like San Francisco was gonna win. Unfortunately, you know, when you're down to your four string quarterback and and the other quarterback you gotta put in can't throw because he's hurt, you know, so that really made it tough for him, and I, you know, actually, I really feel sorry for them.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was it was tough to watch because <clears> you did want to see the competition. What do you think about that, Tanisha?
2: Well, I think you we know, talked I, I don't talk to my brother so much, you know, ever since he... You know, I've been born, and I'm generally right. I, if he'd have called me, I could have told him that Philly was gonna win the game. We had it right there on <laughs> on, on the podcast. I don't I don't understand how he didn't figure it out. And it's, it is unfortunate because I actually hate that Brock Purdy went out that way. You know, I hate it for him. You know, that's that guy had so much promise the way he uh, embraced being Mr. Irrelevant and then making the best out of the situation and stuff. But I kind of had, I kind of knew I I kept saying my gut is telling me that the Eagles are going to pull this game out. But I, but, but like you said, we didn't see the real 49ers. So we really, really, we really don't know. We didn't get to see the
0: real team. I mean, then too, in my thinking, you know. Jalen Hurts he was still coming off injury and, and he didn't look really, really that sharp in that, in that first playoff game. So, you know, I was still had some concerns about that. And, uh, and I knew that Bosa and them boys were going to probably be able to get after him and with mm-hmm. him not being able to run like he, you know, he'd been running, you know, not that anything was wrong with his legs. It's just, he didn't want to take that pounding on the shoulder and, and the things that he hurt. I just thought that would be a different team, and they were going to make him have to throw the ball when they actually Uh just ran it down their throat all day. Yeah, they did. did. They They did did.
1: nothing for us. Let's let's switch over to the other side. That Chiefs Bengals game. That what you expected?
0: Um, Well, I thought we were going to win the game. Mm -hmm. I knew that Patrick was going to be fired up. I knew that Kelsey was going to be fired up. I knew that Chris Jones was going to be fired up, and I knew we had some boys that was going to be ready to hunt and get after it. Um, the Bengals, though, they're still scary to me. You know, you got three receivers, you know, of their ilk, the way they play, you know, way they played, and then with that boy Joe Burrow, man, seriously, in all seriousness, that that that's a cool, calm dude. He reminds me a lot of. You know, and he's got the right name, but he reminds me a lot of you. Everybody say Brady, but he's more of a, a Joe Montana type guy for me. You know, he's okay. and Joe Montana was my favorite quarterback coming up before Brett Favre. So, I see some of those same qualities, and I knew that their defense was solid. Patrick was coming off Andrew; we really didn't know how well he was going to be with that mm-hmm. ankle. And then for the game to go like it did, with with so many key guys getting hurt, you know. Yes. Um, That really, you know, changed the whole game. I mean, I mean, we come out and we were getting field goals early and and not scoring touchdowns, that weirded me. You know, I'm like, we got to get seven. We can't get seven. Man, who you telling? But the way the defense, you know, stepped up and played and and those rookies, man, on the back end, you know, playing in that secondary, I mean, it went pretty much up. I, I, but I will say I was uh, a little nervous all the way to the end, especially when they got the ball back, and I thought they were going to have it last. You know, and normally yeah. in those type of games, whoever has the ball last wins, which yeah. actually happened. Which actually happened. Happen. Yeah, when we won the game. But <clears throat> I was a little worried about that.
1: Yeah, I agree. I was I was a little worried. I got more worried toward right towards the end of the game because to me Joe Joe like I I like Janisha knows I like Joe Burrow. He's oh strong. yeah. He, he's mm-hmm. a cool dude, he's slippery, I call him slippery, because all mm-hmm. of a sudden, you like they yat him, and then he's gone, but the defense played well, they sacked him five times, he threw two interceptions, of course, I love what Patrick does, but that was a concern, that he was hurt, and then they started, I said, is this a 49ers all over, because they started dropping like flies.
0: Yeah, um. all, all the receivers, you know, wow, I mean, boom, 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 I mean, Juju, you know, Tony, and I knew Tony had hurt his step a little bit, and then McCole, you know, it's taken so long to get back and then he did the same thing over again. So it was, it was to a point where I was like, where, where are we going to throw the ball to? I mean, we put three tight ends out there, but I mean, how is that going to get us down the field? But um, yeah, they made a way, man. I mean, we didn't really run the ball. You know, I was a little disappointed in that. I thought Pacheco was going to have a lot better game. They really didn't give him a lot of totes. Nope. McKinnon, you know the screen game and stuff that they use him in that really never happened so it was just it was kind of a weird game but you know we end up we end up being in control i mean we had the most yards we had the the time of possession you know we didn't have any turnovers, so we did the things that you need to do to win the game and so I, i guess that's why we fortunately won the game
2: well, you know what? I had I had a little bit more faith. I'm I'm gonna tell you guys why, because if you remember back when Pat first came into the league. In those preseason games, remember, Kemp was the guy he was throwing to because Alex Smith was the quarterback at the time. So Pat got in there with the Kemp's and the Demarcus Robinsons and all of that. So I knew that Kemp could catch the ball, and I knew he had been on the special teams and he was always making plays. So I had faith in Kemp. Now I'm not going to lie. I was nervous as a whole in church when they put uh, Sky Moore back there to start uh, – uh, taking that kickoff because we had already seen him muff a couple. But it also made me feel good that C. Smith had actually come out and said that that guy was going to be a baller, that he was making the right moves and he had the potential. So I was I was banging on the fact that, you know, if, if Smith say he good, he good. And he got out there, he played well, He they stepped up, he embraced that role back there. I know he had to be nervous, but like you always say, players make plays, and what did he do? He ran well, that joint back to half field.
0: Well, Kemp, you know, you know, I, I I wasn't worried about Kemp per se, you know, uh, I always liked him. I, I always said the man don't play so many years, he don't never get on the field. thing with Kemp, was, well, the hell, I didn't even know he was active, you know, so <laughs> I, I didn't, you know, I didn't even know he was active because he hadn't, I mean, I haven't seen him one snap on offense this year. So I didn't even know he was active. Uh, well, they had grabbed.
2: Grip- they grabbed him and put him on the practice squad. He was on another team. Well, they grabbed knew, and put him practice, and then he, was he on came the up. Practice
0: squad, but that's what I said. I didn't know he was active, but then he was active. I yeah. found out that he wasn't active till that game. You know, he wasn't active the week before, but they they changed him and Blake Bell, so that's why he was active, which I guess was a good thing, you know. So, but no, I wasn't worried about that. But you know, I knew, I knew, I knew Patrick was going to do what he did. You know, I knew he's going to throw the ball. I mean, I'm not really worried about who's going to catch it. I was just worried about the depth. If we had anybody left, you know, because nah, we
2: if, didn't have if, you get down,
0: if you get down all tight ends, it makes it kind of hard to, to move the ball. You know, you can move Kelsey out to the, to the, to the wide receiver position, which he is, you know, really, but, um, um, you know, it's hard to move the ball when you're not rushing the ball good and you don't have any receivers.
2: Well, I'll so tell you one thing. What do you
1: think about? I... M- Let me just add this. What do you think? Because you know I'm a big fan of this guy, right? What do you think about MVS?
0: Oh, he had a hell of a game. I mean, he stepped up and played, played big time, and I don't know what got into him. He was playing his ass <laughs> off. Um, <laughs> Opportunity know, and, got into him.
2: Opportunity.
0: And, then, and and it wasn't that. I mean, it wasn't like Patrick was throwing him just the greatest balls. I mean, he made some hellfire he... catches and yeah. in big situations, you know. So you know it has to go off to him i mean for stepping Absolutely. up and, and 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 taking over and realizing the chance and and making and if we can get that from him man he's gonna be here a long time because yeah. he got great size he got good speed and now that he's catching the ball like that you know that makes him tough i
2: always yeah. thought that they, I always thought it was um um, like they didn't, they weren't showing enough respect. They used to always say it was one dimensional, but from the very first time that Patrick saw him and, you know, he came back and said that he liked him. He had good size and everything. I believe what Pat say when he say, when he sees something in the receiver. So I was kind of waiting for that breakout game to kind of happen and it didn't come at a better time. Did it? I mean, that was absolutely. He
1: played well in green Bay. I mean, if you didn't yeah. get to watch a lot of green Bay games, you know, that was it. But, let let us move on. So there's a connection, right? So the one thing is we know we got history coming up with two African American quarterbacks, right? First time in Super Bowl history. But there's a connection between these young men. Uh, let's talk about that.
0: Oh man, uh, I was I was talking about it. I actually did a, a, a interview yesterday with uh, uh, with um, some people, and they had me and they had uh, Jalen's dad on there. And we were talking about the, you know, the two black quarterbacks, you know, first time ever and everything. And I was telling him then I said, well, I remember uh, when uh, I think it was Jalen's freshman year, it may have been his sophomore year, uh, them all coming to Tyler because we we had just invented an award called the Earl Campbell Award, which Earl Campbell is from here, you know, he lives right up the street, you know. And them am mm-hmm. hotlings ain't worth shit no more, but I mean, but, <laughs> but, uh, but oh, man. Uh, you know, so he had the award, and and Patrick and uh, Jalen were were two of the four finalists there. So uh, I think the other guy, one was Deontay Foreman, and I can't remember the other guy's name, but uh, Jalen won that one, you know, and and that's where I met him, and I, and you could tell right there he was a uh, a very uh, nice young man, you know, and, and well-mannered and, and, and respectful and humble. And then if you think about it with what he's went through, you know, being benched in the national championship game at halftime and then having to transfer and would sit on the bench for a year and then transfer and, and all that stuff, I mean, to, to come to where he is and nobody thinking he could play. And now to get to the super bowl, man, it's just been remarkable. They've known each other for a long time. And I'm looking forward to seeing them out there on the field.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you mentioned too, you know, first two African American quarterbacks to go head to head in a Super Bowl. I mean, I love it. Black History Month, we're making some more history. It's not just Black history, it's history, right? So well, yeah. this is great. I mean, from a, from, this is now talking like from a dad. I mean, Pat, you know, you, you, I know you're proud of all your children. Mm-hmm. No doubt. I hear you talk about them. All of them, you know, the athletes, they have those skills or whatever. But just to watch this, did you ever dream? You may dream for your kids. Did you ever dream of this actually happening? That My son, this is his third Super Bowl, probably his second MVP. I mean, when you soak it all in, what's it like from a father perspective?
0: It's surreal. I mean, I mean, I. I don't even know how you dream that. I mean, you don't dream uh, three Super Bowls in, in in five years. I mean, hell, that's 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 greedy. You know, that's <laughs> greedy. That's like going back and getting thirds. You know, you eating at somebody else's house. But uh, uh, it, I always thought he was gonna do special things. Now, everything came so quick you know it's just different and i think it's quick for him i mean he's had to make a lot of adjustments and and figure out you know how to manage thing and now you know with him having the, the two kids you know and all that and having to juggle that and and having to juggle schedule and having to be the you know if not the face of the nfl the second in line to the face of the nfl and and trying to you know cement his legacy and his brand it's, it's it's crazy to me, you know, it's crazy that at five years in, well, six years technically, but five years as a starter, mm-hmm. uh, that he's gotten to this point already. You know, I mean, I, I'm hearing these people saying, you know, if he didn't play another game, he's the first battle Hall of Famer. Well, well yeah. where does that come from? I mean, who does that? So, right. uh, you know, for me to say that, I, I imagine it. No, I didn't imagine it. I always thought he was going to be a hell of an athlete do great things. I knew he's a professional athlete. I mean, I didn't know it was going to be football, but I knew he was a professional athlete and I knew he would do good things. Once he got there because of his mentality his worth ethic and, and the way he, he studies and goes about the game, whatever game it is, he's playing. So, um, it's been crazy and man, but, uh, I, I'm just waiting to see, you know, how this keep going? How, how, you know, how, you know, where does this, go to. And, and, and that's what I do as a father.
1: Yep. And I hear, I hear, I've watched different interviews with you. I've talked to you. I've known you for years and you're just always humble, but that impact and watching you and the things that you've done that has had to have, and he spoke of it himself you know, a great impact on him. So things just don't happen, right? I watched the interview this morning with Jalen's father, where he was talking about, you know, they've had an impact. So they get that and to have that father figure around where they can have that impact, you know, on them and they carry those things with them. Because, you know, you hear him say things like players make plays. And so, you know, you take your credit too when your credit is due.
0: Well, um, well you, know, you know and what? Passes. Oh, go ahead, Tanisha. no go no ahead.
2: no no i mean i think pat and and even jalen i mean when you have um really good family support and you know it, 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 it i want to say a village village you know take it, it takes is. a village but when you look at, you know, the grandparents getting in vehicles and driving them to games and making sure he gets to camps and Patrick's had a lot of, you know, help along the way and a lot of support. And he's also had examples to follow because of Patrick. And one of the things I think Pat, uh, big Pat did, which is, you know, I, I think that that is probably imperative to everything that's happened to him is he took them in the locker rooms. He let them see what it what it looks like to be a professional athlete. He let them see some of the guys at the top of their game going in early and practicing and practicing. So Patrick has that mindset. I truly believe that he knows that to be the best and to stay on top, you have to put in the work. And I think he saw that firsthand and he got, he got, a, um, you know, opportunity that most people don't to see that firsthand, um, that, you know, cause his dad was taking him in the locker rooms and stuff
0: Well, as you, a child. You, you, you kind of hit what I was getting ready to say. And, and to me, that's, the most important thing, and and you know, like I said, I know Jalen, but I don't know his father, and and all the, exactly what he did, except from what we did yesterday. But the most important thing to me about that whole thing was something that my dad did with me, is it's it's the support, it's the you know, going to the games, it's the him looking up in the stands and seeing you there and, 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 and all that stuff. And I think that's, what's most important, knowing that you're going to be there, you know, good or bad, whatever, just to make sure that he plays the game the right way. And he plays the game hard. And now with going to the clubhouse and learning how to be a professional and learning how they worked and, and, and the daily grind of what it is and seeing what they're doing and knowing that it's hard to get there, but it's even harder to stay. I mean, that, that opens your eyes. It's got to open your eyes because it opened my government. First time I went into the clubhouse and I'm like, oh, here's Kirby Puckett and, 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 Ken Herbeck and Shane Mack and all these guys that, you know, I'm playing against Eric Davis and I'm playing against these different guys and I'm like, wow, you know, this is the best in the business here. I am playing with it. So I got to have it. And then you see 50, 60,000 people. In the stands you know watching your games and you're in the center of it you know you're out there on the mound nothing can not happen to you throw the ball you know i just think <laughs> Pat, the moment doesn't get too big for him because he's even though he wasn't playing he experienced it so now when he goes out there there's nothing that is really going to overwhelm him because he don't sing so much
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep so yeah i want to I wanna let's go ahead let's just jump into we got this matchup right so mm-hmm. this it, it's on right next week oh, it's yeah. on like Donkey Kong right so <laughs> we're we gonna start everything we know everything every sports writer sports cast or whatever you want to call them, they're gonna start with who you know the quarterbacks that's where everything starts right mm-hmm. so um, we talked about their history or whatever. So let's do a head-to-head. Then we're going to break down the defense overall, the offense overall. You know, Mahomes, who's got the edge where? Why? What do you think? You know, who you picking? I know you pick picking, but talk to me well, about why.
0: Well, I mean, not so much that it was, even if he wasn't my son, just being a casual observer and a fan of the sport, um, the edge has to go to Patrick for the simple fact that he has more experience. He's, he's, he's been in these situations two other times. Uh, mm-hmm. he knows what to expect. He knows, you know, how to juggle it. And it's funny because th- this game is different than any other game for the simple fact that you get two weeks off and there's a lot of. Family stuff, personal stuff that you got to handle in the first week and get that done so you can really get ingrained into what you're doing the next week. So, um, just for the fact that Patrick has more experience, he's been there a few times before, he probably has more veteran players on his team that have been to the Super Bowl. I just feel like that, that gives him an edge.
1: Tanisha, what's your thoughts?
2: Yeah, yeah. I I just the fact that he's been there more times. I mean, he's been there with Kelsey. You know what I mean? He's got he's got guys, uh, Chris Jones. He's got he's got his guys that have been there, the Frank Clarks, where they went in there and they did that together. That to me, they've been playing together for a long time. And, you know, I, I always go back to like when they won that first Super Bowl and Chris Jones, I mean, they're over there and I see Frank Clark says blood in the water. Like he knew, he he saw a vacancy that he knew that something happened and it was about to change. And it was almost like he predicted it because it went from there on. It just went, went once they had that kill shot, they took it. And so I look at that and I feel like if it gets down to something like that, of course, I'm going with the Chiefs all day long and twice on Sunday.
1: There you go. All right. So let's talk about, we've talked about the quarterbacks. Now let's talk about the offense, Right who's let's look at the players. Let's look at the key players. Let's call some of them out on both sides and where we give the edge to another side. Can we start with you?
0: All right. Well, if we're going strictly skill position for mm-hmm. the offense, for the offense, which would be running back wide receivers and tight ends, I think you would have to give the, the edge to the Eagles because for the simple fact that we don't know where we are. You know, <laughs> as far as health wise, and right. uh, like say, Eagles have A.J. Brown, Devonte Smith, the third receiver. I can't remember his name right now. He he, he he's a great player.
1: Where's then, Watkins?
0: Y- yes, yes. Cheswalt. Yes, well, it exactly Wes. what it is. Yeah. Yep. And, Wes and then, Watkins? Mm-hmm. And then they got uh, a good tight end too. You know, and and Jalen yeah. Hughes, Jalen using. Hughes, plus, they got three running backs. I mean, they got three three really really good running backs uh you know um Sanders um game gang, gangway and um Dj Boston, all three of them can tote the rock plus you got the fourth running back you know they runs like a running back It with the quarterback so they <laughs> they have they have or skill position players I, I would put them ahead of um ahead of the chiefs now the chiefs have some some players you know we got some players over there but I, I mean if i was just being real with it uh eagles got the the best skill position players
1: tanisha you agree with that you're on mute
2: sorry about that my dog was barking when you're talking about scott gainwell and sanders those three running backs like that and then aj brown and Devontae smith and like i said dallas Gollard is pro- it's probably um he um he's probably one of the better tight ends out there. So I mean I'm I'm looking at the overall and they're healthy. So they're yes. healthy right now. And that's right. the biggest concern that I have. How healthy are we? And will we be able to get healthy by uh the start of that game? So I'm absolutely giving skills players um um to the um to the Eagles.
1: All yes. right, let's flip that over to the defensive side. Well start with you, Pat
0: well, first first of all, what about what the offensive line is the one that's that's really um the one I want to talk about really is because ahead. I think that's gonna be the difference in the game who's whose offensive line can mm-hmm. keep the other team out because both teams are playing pretty good defense right now now, the Eagles on paper are supposed to be better defensively, but both teams are really playing good defense over the last last few weeks you know, last few weeks, if you want to talk about it, because the Chiefs have had a lot of close games, They won them all, but the defense has done its part in all those games. I mean, offense ain't just been, ain't been sparked. Yeah, it's the number one offense, but it ain't just been, you know, killing, like, you know, running on all cylinders, you know? So the offensive line is going to be interesting to me because I think the Chiefs have five guys that can play but I also know the Eagles got five that can play with Kelsey, you know, being one of the the better ones at center. Mm -hmm. So I think that's going to be key, you know, trying to keep, you know, uh, Dana, which is playing good, you know, Clark, which is playing good. uh, Hopefully Willie Gay's back. uh, Mm -hmm. Coloptis has been playing good football and of course, Chris Jones. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if that right there. Don't forget the
2: center Creed Humphrey.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, I five, I five have been solid, man. I mean, to, to protect Patrick last week with that ankle like it was, and and keep it down to a minimal, you know, that's gonna be tough this week with them with them boys on the defensive side coming. So, I am gonna give that a toss up. Now, if I flip over to the defensive side, them boys are bad over there from Philadelphia. That line, the defensive line, I, you know I gotta give them the edge with Sweat uh, Reddick and and them boys them boys are coming you know so oh Fletcher uh, well, Cox exactly they they hell, they knocked out two quarterbacks last week so you know you got to <laughs> you got to i mean that, that ain't no i mean that ain't no that's yeah, I mean, true and no and,
1: i, I you, you, i'm agreeing with you i'm laughing cuz i'm chuckling cuz i'm agreeing with
0: you yeah because mm-hmm. the chiefs you know you know of course chris jones going to do his thing and 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 and, and the boy Clark. from uh the boy that came from uh dunlap dunlap been playing in that dana guy and coloptus. i mean mm-hmm. they've been playing man And good. you got clark and you got gay and the nick bolton you know mm-hmm. so you got you got good ones mm-hmm. but i gotta get the eagles the defense apart for the simple fact even though those rookies we got back there in the defensive backfield have been balling out the other team same thing i said with patrick they got more experience on the other side of the ball so I got to give them the edge over there. Yep. True story. I like True it. Story. I like
1: the breakdown. I like the breakdown. Tanisha, what you want to add to that?
2: No, I mean, I mean, he he's right. I mean, they have the experience. We just, we just gave the the chiefs the edge on experience. You can't deny the you know, Reddick and all those guys going out there. I mean, look at, look at Bradley, uh, you know, look at, um, you know, um, Slay! I mean, I mean, it's gonna be a rough day for everybody. You feel me? It's gonna that oh, yeah. team overall. It to me, I will say this: overall, I'm just giving the Eagles a little bit of edge, and I'm gonna tell you why. I still feel like the the well, I'll get to that point, but why I feel like the Chiefs, why I'm picking the Chiefs, and I'll tell you that I'll tell you the difference when when we get there, when we get down to the predictions. I'll, I'll tell you.
1: Okay. And the one last thing I got to talk about is the coaching. Who we gonna get that edge to?
0: Oh, well, I'm going well, with Andy. That's Reed. that's a no brainer there. Shit, yes sir. I'm going with Reed. I mean, you, know, you yeah. ain't gotta worry about the mule going blind. Just hold on to the reins, you know. Andy's <laughs> Andy gonna do what he do. You know, he, <clears throat> if, if not the best coach of all time, he's right there behind Belichick. And uh He's, you know, he's been to what, what, 10, 11 of these things now. I mean, 10, 11, NFC, I mean, AFC and NFC championships and now, what, yeah. what, four Super Bowls, four or five. And, yeah. uh, you know, and we all know what his record is off of bye week, you know? So he's gonna have the boys ready to go, you know, they're gonna be ready to go play uh, football and, you know, Sirianni's young, I mean, he's good. He's good, but he's not Andy Reid yet, and you know you got to earn those stripes. And uh, right. And Andy uh, definitely has a nod on that.
1: Yeah, Sirianni. Oh, yeah. He's got the team. I, I'm with Andy too, and I'm I'm going to Chief Sirianni's got the team with some swag. He's got them believing. So, um, yeah. you know me, I of course being in that division, I don't like all of his antics because he's not my coach. If he was my coach, you know, of my team, I would love it. So what he's done and what he's brought to that team, the swag or whatever, you gotta love it. Um, I'm looking forward to the game. I'm picking the Chiefs.
2: Oh, I'm picking the Chiefs. No-brainer. And I'm picking the Chiefs because of a of a couple of things. I'm picking the Chiefs because, A, they have Kelsey, Travis, and I think it's going to be um, – I think that it's going to be very hard for the Eagles to defend against Kelsey, I've looked at their, and I mean, I've I've been into their forums, and even the even the fans, even those uh, fanatics know that it's going to be a hell of a matchup to match up on Travis, and I think um, Patrick is going to be healthier than he was last week, and uh, and and I went into that Bengals game like completely nervous and he was able to show that he could grit things out and he can only get better two weeks down the line. So I'm giving him the edge that he's going to be closer to being 100% than he ever was against there. Then you add in the fact that we got some confidence boosting that went on in the other games and we got those guys believing and they, and they showed up. So I feel good that those um, young guys, those rook- rookies now uh, you know, have the confidence to know that they can play with the best guys out there. So I'm expecting the Chiefs, but I mean, I'm expecting a very tight game. I keep yeah. hearing, I keep hearing that the Eagles are going to blow out the Chiefs by 10, 12 points, but I'm feeling like it's going to be a close game. And I'm talking about Bengals close, like three, four, you know, points like, like a, like a, like a close game down last the last possession potentially.
1: Yeah. And I picked the Chiefs, I think, because of the coaching experience and the experience overall too. They've been there. A lot of these guys, some of them that have been there, this is their third, um, third time, you know, being there. I don't know where that background is Is that me? I'm is that coming, Pat? I'm going out no, it
0: ain't me. I'm going the opposite okay. way. I'm going the opposite way. I'm going to cheese, but I'm going uh, a little bit. I'm I got a thirty-four twenty-four cheese. Okay. 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 okay.
2: So you you're a ten pointer too, huh? You just ten point the other way.
0: The other way,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been I've had the uh privilege of being in there with a lot of um with a lot of um um Eagles fans in different spaces and they seem to think this almost impossible for the Chiefs to win. And I and I and I disagree. I think that overconfidence uh you know and can also uh you know it it, it can be a bad thing it can be a bad thing
1: all right pat we want to thank you again for coming on the show taking the time what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a break and come back and uh talk a little news and stuff no you don't want to be bothered with that go ahead and uh start your day but again thank you we appreciate your time
0: well, I appreciate y'all as always, and uh, like I said at the beginning of it, um, um, let me know when y'all find the gems, and uh, <laughs> I'm gonna keep the mic, all right? All right. And then, uh, right, like I said, I'm gonna go out here, and uh, I actually had uh, had some guys that they made me a few more of these Joe Barrows, so I'm gonna get right back on. them.
1: All right. Have a good one. We talk all soon.
0: All right. Thank y'all. Bye bye. All right. All right. Bye bye. Mm-hmm.
1: Welcome back, everybody. All right, Tanisha, we got a little bit of news we need to talk about. I got you on mute again, sis.
2: I said, first of all, if my mama didn't birth him, I wouldn't have kept him. You feel me? (laughs) It's horrible and it's hard to deal with, but, you know, I'm the best thing she had. So I just, you know, I let him hang out with me sometime. But yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah. All right. So let's, let's talk about some good stuff. What we got, Linda?
1: Okay. I don't know if we want to call it good. We want to call it bad, but it's stuff that's going on. We right now, we're dealing with this coaching carousel, right? Yeah. Right. So we've got some signings and we got some openings. So mm-hmm. let's start, right? This is the coach right here. If you look at it, <laughs> the Cardinals don't have a coach. They still searching.
2: Yeah. But you're, you're hearing a... what they saying. Why they searching? Are you hearing the rumors no. as to why they searching? Because they supposedly, you know, they just signed, uh, they just signed Kyler, and they, you know, and and he showed a little fiery side, and and it seems like, you know, the rumors are is that, you know, no coach is really volunteering to get with that because they don't know if they're gonna be able to contain it, hmm. which I think is kind of crazy.
1: That's 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 something to follow. That's something to definitely follow.
2: Yeah, um, I think that's crazy.
1: The Colts are calling people back for third saying that Saturday may have an opportunity to do that. I don't know if it's a bad thing because, you know, he got thrown into the fire last year. I don't Mm -hmm. know. He doesn't have the coaching experience, but we know that's how some teams play. So, you know, excuse me, more to come on that. I think the Texans got a great hire. What do you think? Shocked, though.
2: Yeah, they did. I mean, they did, but I thought he was going to end up with with the Broncos, but, you know, rumor mill was uh, he wasn't very appreciative of them uh, going after other coaches while they were supposedly pursuing him. And so he ended up going back to where he came from, where he started it all over there with the Texans. And I think the Texans lucked up and they got a great coach. They got yeah. a great coach.
1: We got Frank Wright who left or was fired. I didn't say he left. He left the Colts and now he's sitting with the Panthers. Um, There was a lot of controversy around that because Steve Wilkes being the interim, you know, turned that team around and a lot thought that he would be the hire. I believe he thought he would be the hire for that team because of what he had done with all of the injuries and everything that they had, and he almost got them into the playoffs. So that was surprising.
2: Well, you know, and I then told you, you at, coach that was fired. Well, you know, I told you at the beginning. I said the the coach that uh, the interim coach of the um, of the um, Raiders. Um, yeah. That you know he came in, got the team to the playoffs, and they got rid of him, and that didn't make any sense, you know, whatsoever. So I knew it was always a chance that. Wilkes might get walked up out of there, but I definitely didn't think that he'd be, you know, that Frank Wright, you know, Frank Wright would be basically failing laterally. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, going right on over to the next, over to the next side. So I mean, I I you know, I I don't understand that. Uh, and, and and you know, um I think Wilts proved that he definitely had the respect of that team. He had them playing the right way. You ended out you you were you were leaving out on a good note. You're on the up, you know, you were you were doing well. Uh you were showing some light at the end of the tunnel. I, I, I think um it showed that um the locker room respected him. And I was actually kind of surprised though, truly surprised that they would just if they didn't get him, I definitely didn't think that Frank would be coming over.
1: Yeah, I was a little disappointed because I don't think Wilkes got a fair shake when he was in Arizona, and he definitely didn't get one with this hiring. Um, then we go to the Broncos. Broncos hired Sean Payton. Yeah, now that, that's
2: great. Cra- yeah. That's go crazy. Ahead. I'm gonna jump in right now. That's crazy to me. I mean, when you really think about it, they the the, the Broncos have given up what three first rounders, three second rounders, and two thirds for Russell and Sean Payton. And two players, I mean, two two other players because they they uh, gave away your quarterback that you like uh, that's over in Seattle. Drew yeah. uh, um, him, and then they also the tight end.
1: Lott. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had to give up something because they had to compensate. Yeah. The um, you know, the Saints for what they were doing because he was the contract. All oh, I'm not going to go into all those details. Not two. I think the, Sean is a, a very good coach. Oh, um, absolutely. So I but, think the Broncos are getting what they need. Are they going to grow with Russ and what they have? I think they got some pieces there. They were just poorly coached last year. I thought they oh, were very yeah. poorly coached last year. And Daniel Hackett's now over doing what he should have been doing, an offensive coordinator over with the Jets. So, I mean, more to come. Like you said, they did give up a lot.
2: That's they a did lot, give up a Linda. lot.
1: So, we'll see I what happens. How they bites them in the ass.
2: Three first. If I got this right, three first, three second, and two players to get Wilson. And, Sean yeah. and it, it, it may,
1: it may, it may come back and bite them. It may come back and bite them. We don't, you know, we don't know. We, you know, more to come on that. Um, we got some other news that's outside of football. You know, we're always keeping an eye on, you know, crazy things that are going on. So mm-hmm. uh, this, this, this one was, you know, uh, we saw one, we saw the the Candace Parker, <laughs> you know, she's going to, to the uh, aces and, you know, they just won the championship. We had to coach on our. Uh, a few episodes back maybe we can get him back on and then the surprise later on in the week was Stewie signed with the New York Liberty.
2: Didn't see that one coming.
1: Yeah what I also found out and it's not on here because I found it out this morning is Courtney Vandersloot signed with the Liberty and she came from Chicago also and we know you know Sloot good point guard there then you know Inescu can do what she does so some moves going on still a lot of moves that are you know going to be happening uh, within the WNBA and a lot that have happened these were my top two and that's why I call those out because you're talking about MVPs impactful players get them on your team and the fact that John Quayle Jones had gone over there earlier this year so hey you know let, let's see we don't have ain't just one team uh you know to watch out for and of course I don't think Las Vegas ever thought it was going to be easy to repeat they know it's a competitive league so I'm looking forward to it. We'll track that, and see what are the moves we got going on. So Absolutely. what you got, Tanisha, talk to me, talk to me. Well, I
2: don't know how real it is, but we also, you forgot that um here recently, some crazy last minute stuff that came out was uh, Joe Mixon. It, appear- it, it It. you know, it, it's uh, been alleged that he uh, took out a gun, pointed it into a female's face. And started talking reckless as if he was not uh, Joe Mixon playing for the season. Yeah, I mean,
1: his agent also said that he would be, I haven't seen the latest on the story. His agent said that, you know, he, the charges would be dropped by the end of the day. Um, I don't know any more of that. So uh, we'll see, um, you know, it. it's, it's, it's a worn out. So we'll see what happens. We'll follow up on that story. We keep everybody posted on that story.
2: Yeah, I hope um, it's not true. Cause I saw I the college one too. Yeah, I saw I yeah. saw the uh college one hit a quitter um back in the yeah. day and I don't ever want to see that again. So yeah, I'm hoping that's not yeah. that's not a real thing.
1: I hope it's not the case. I hope it's not a pattern or anything like that. But um so uh, ladies, you, ladies you know, I wanted to jump
0: in right quick just to give you an update uh, from what you all were just talking about with Joe Mixon. Uh okay. the, the prosecutor, uh, the prosecutor for the case, has made a formal request to drop the misdemeanor aggravated menacing charge against Bengals running back Joe Mixon. So, just as you all were talking, the news had just dropped. So, I wanted to make sure oh, I jumped well, in and you let you, have, you all know but, that. Well, that's appreciate it. Thank you,
1: hear. Darren. Appreciate you yeah, jumping
2: in. Hear. Yep, that's
1: yeah. why we keep him around because he know what's going on.
2: <laughs> yeah it's always good to have somebody to pop in there with that late and breaking that late and breaking but yeah that's good to hear um that you know they that that is Lori just went out there just saying his agent went out there just talking so
1: right good. right so tanisha talk to me oh sorry. uh I know, I covered up your face. Mm-hmm. That's it's all enough. right. Darren it's got right. me. It's all
2: right, it's all right, right. I'm looking a little rough. I I was driving, you know, the game weekend, I done drug myself in, got in the ice storm. So, you know, I can be a little cuter than this in the future, fuck, you didn't have to all cover right. me
1: up though. <laughs> I apologize for that. Nah, so, nah, nah, nah. All right, what you got, you got any closing thoughts?
2: Nothing crazy is going on. I'm excited about the game. Um, the, most ama- the, 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 the thing that I want people to walk away with is how important it is that history is being made, and it's Black History Month, and it is not to be uh, pushed off to the side. These are two African American quarterbacks battling for the Super Bowl, first time in history. And I remember growing up and my dad telling me about Doug Williams all the time, and how he just, you know, we in Texas and he a red skin fan, and he couldn't even meet with us on Thanksgiving. Sometimes we had to boot him outside because I we weren't going for it. But his reasoning was always because of Doug. So just to see how far we've come along, when you know there was a time when you couldn't be a quarterback, you know they it, they were making it almost impossible. And now you look around this league and there's a big a future and and it's got to be inspiration for uh, kids, uh, 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 children, you know, um, minorities, uh, you know, for the future. So that's probably my closing thought. Keep doing well, guys. Uh, Keep setting examples, uh, showing, um, you know, how to lead men and um, what hard work pays off. So that's my closing thought. I'm very proud of those guys.
1: All right. And what's your closing saying? Let's put it out there.
2: Well, if we talking about it, baby, you need to hear about it. And always, (laughs)
1: Please remember, be kind and be blessed. It's free. And always, peace. right? Until next time, peace.
2: Absolutely.
1: Thank you for tuning in to Two Gems and the Mic. Be sure to subscribe and follow. Until next time, remember, be kind, be blessed. Peace.
2: What's today? I was like, I ate today.